this is the Marketing Muscle Up Show, hosted by Richard Tutunji, where he gives you a peek behind the scenes into the conversations and strategies that can help you grow your fitness business and live the life you've always dreamed of. Welcome back to the Marketing Muscle Up Podcast Show. I'm Richard Tutunji, and in today's episode, we are talking all about franchising. And most importantly, we're talking about franchising with the right amount of energy, salt and pepper. In my next guest, uh, I've got an amazing founder. Her name is Colette McShane. She's a founder of Hit Factory. Hit Factory is a growing uh, brand. Uh, I believe there's got about uh, six to eight locations. I first came across this brand about two years ago. Um, uh, we run a program called Com Marketing Ninjas and we had some clients in this program and um, they had some amazing energy uh, and what they were doing I thought, what is going on here, and where is this coming from? So, a shout out to um, a shout out to some of our clients that have come from here: Ida, Anna, Fiona. They've got North Coat, Mornington, and Essendon, and they run their businesses with so much energy, so much passion. Great learners, great educators, and I thought, wow, it's not just one; it's two; it's three; it's every single uh, franchisee have some amazing secret sauce. So where's it coming from? And that's why I've got uh, Colin on the show today. Welcome to the show. It's good to have you here. Your background wasn't always in the fitness industry, was it? No, it definitely wasn't. Um, I've always been very much um, involved with different sports my entire life. So I started off tiny as an athlete. Um, I was yep. in the sort of triathlon world, cross country running, you name it, like all the way throughout growing up. But I worked in media for 15 years prior to launching what is now the Hit Factory back in 2013. And I remember at the time thinking, I've lost all these skills that I've learned in media. There's 15 years of stuff that I've learned. It's been pointless. Little did I know that it was actually going to be the thing that would be a, a big um, part of the success of the brand. So grateful for that time, for sure. Now, in 2013, you launched a app called PT in my pocket. Um, now, what a great name, by the way. And um, this app has gone on to uh, really help thousands of people change the way they exercise. Let's just touch on PT in my pocket. So I love the backstories of how the Hit Factory, you know, come about today. T- touch on the, hit, uh, the PT in the pocket. How did that come about? So the app came about because I'd started off these classes back in 2013. It was just me running sessions in schools, um, gym halls, church halls, the park. Um, mm. That was when I sort of very first started off, but it, it grew rapidly. So within mm. six months, I would have 50 people turning up to a class. It was absolutely bananas, a crazy time. Wow, wow. And then I, I got quite into social media quite early on. Um, back then, it was a lot easier. It wasn't so, um, I guess, diluted, you know, as it is now, so crazy. So I, I'd be, I'd be um, pushing stuff out, workouts, um, little snippets of what's happening at my classes, the buzz, you know, what was happening for our clients and in terms of their transformations. And people were asking me, how do I train with you? I'd love to train with you, but I live in, you know, middle of absolute nowhere, or I live in the UK, I live in such and such, like, you know, other parts of Australia. Mm. So I thought, how do I do this? What's the best way of reaching them? And I decided to create um, the workout app PT in my pocket, 
that actually launched in 2015. So it was two years into the journey of running classes. Um, so basically it's a really simple, straightforward app. You press play and I'm right there with you in your living room. Little did I know that now our whole Pit Factory business has sort of got that act, that whole live stream thing happening as well, where we're in your living room every day. Yeah. Um, but it, it's all queued in a way that I, you know, I was so experienced with queuing my classes that I knew, I knew exactly the hurt locker points that someone was going through during a workout. Workouts are short and snappy between five minutes and the longest is 27 minutes. Yes. All body weight, no equipment. So you can literally play, press play and have this PT pushing you through this session with music, cues, um, and to suit whatever you wanted to work on, whether it was trim tummy 10, like focusing on abs and core or um the legs 11 workout which is 11 minutes of, of leg strength that you can repeat multiple times to get like a, a longer session in and uh, so that's kind of how it all started I mean definitely a, a very slight um regret that I have is not pushing the app as I started to franchise the business mm. um I'm not like I don't think there's anything wrong with me sort of saying that it's, it's definitely very hard to do it all and I've probably sacrificed that side of, of what I do um, for becoming a franchisor, which is full on, um, but rewarding in a totally different way. But you know what? I've just recorded some um, tracks recently for PT in my pocket, and mm -hmm. I am going to launch those very soon. Yeah, well, well done. Um, you know, when you're at the leading edge of something, you don't know uh, what's going to happen in the next 10 years. You've got no idea, but I think it just goes to show you the intensity that you move, I feel, where you're now spending a lot of your time also too, as well as the PT in my pocket um, with these hit factories. And I do want to talk about that more because, you know, the, the, the history of where someone gets to, there's always a backstory. There's always a reason why. And I think, you know, the PT in my pocket, the reason for that, um, um, young family, busy mum, can't go to different places. There's, your family and friends are in different parts of the world. And so you just, it makes sense. Uh, now what you're doing, you're actually, um, you know, the hit factory from what we know is from what I know, every single, um, you know, franchisee that is in your proximity that, that gets a location, they're just amazing at what they do. Um, and I've seen this firsthand in, in how this works. Like Ida was our ninja of the year last year. Uh, taking over that prize and, um, you know, doubling her business. And, and um, you know, Fiona, uh, amazing operator in, in, um, in the Hit Factory. Anna, all great movers and shakers. And I guess my number one question is, they say, you know, similar people hang out. They say, you know, find people that are better than you. You've gone out and, and pretty much, I think, duplicated your energy. How does that happen? Because, you know, it's a, it's a challenging thing to find good staff today. It's a challenging yes. thing to find good operators. How are you, I guess that's my first deep question to you. How are you finding great uh, people that are, that, are, that are taking these hit factories and getting more yeah. and more? So all of our hit factory owners, um, so there's six additional studios and then there's the, the Yarraville, which is the founding studio that I still own and operate all came from within so um yeah. ex with exception of Ida 
who I th I'm pretty sure started off as a coach with us in another location. The rest started off as members. I can remember their first ever sessions, wow. you know, walking through the door. Um, vividly remember them all. Um, they became like, they absolutely just loved the workouts, loved the workouts, not just the workout, but the energy that you get from our classes. And I guess at that time, are my classes. And then they went on to say, look, you know, I, I love doing this. I'd love to join the coaching team. Do you think I'm a good fit? And there's been a lot of other people who have asked that question. And yep. all of us, you know, say, go for it. You'll, you won't know until you try. It's not going to work for everybody. And yes. it certainly has worked for all of those that we have. And they fell in love with it, became a coach. And then the next step from there is owning your own studio. So mm. for us, whilst it's absolutely brilliant to have that caliber of a person running a studio, it can also make it quite hard when um, when finding people. Right. Um, so, so far, we've just been organic, you know, all of our locations, just an organic growth. Um, but our next step is to actually scale and then to start to find people. And that's going to have to be something we're going to have to um, to try and find. But there, there are out there. I definitely come across people in the industry. I think, geez, you've got good energy and a good spark. And I've trained quite a few trainers in master training formats and things. And I'm like, oh, they would be so good at running a hit factory. So it's time to start to get the word out there a little bit. Yeah, love that. Um, listen, you're, you're a kind of busy person. You've just recently had uh, a newborn baby. Is that correct? Indeed, and I'm never more grateful for our live stream product than I am now because I get to work out with our Yarraville studio um, pretty much every day um, from home with little Jimmy, who's now 10 months. Oh, how cute. Um, I've actually got him. Yeah, very, very cute. He loves he loves our live stream studio at home. He just yep. runs into this room because it's lights and yep. noise, and he makes the noises. Um, and I've got another little baby on the way as well, and I think... That's something that is um, it's worth mentioning as well. Like all of our franchisees, uh, studio owners are mums. Um, wow. It's not a prerequisite, but it just, the whole business was started on the basis of there being nowhere like this that you could bring your kids along to. And there's now a, a lot of places where they've got, you know, crash facilities or, but this was what it was all about at the time. It was about empowering mum, you know, come along, bring your bub in the pram, We've got a kids area for you for the little ones or yep. they'll be right beside you as a toddler doing the little burpees and everything else all body weight at that point in time so nice and safe not dealing with equipment and things like that um and being i guess being a mom you can understand you know you're, you're able to be empathetic um and i think that's a big part of running a successful fitness business like it's not a case of you should be training this morning. Like, why are you not at a session? Mm. I've always been really big on ensuring that our social media and, and any communications we have with our communities or not communities, but just out there um, is never about that. It's never about like making someone feel bad about not training or guilting them into something. Yep. Instead, it's about rewarding them when they do because if you're a mum, you know, I, I barely sleep at the moment because Jimmy's not a great sleeper. Yep. It was a little bit different when I had my daughter. When I started the Hit Factory, she was a, a lot better, thankfully, because I was out delivering sessions at 6 a.m. Um, but with Jimmy, he is happiest boy, but not through the night. So <laughs> I now switch on. I do nighttime sessions. And that's something that I've never really trained like that in the past. So I think you've just got to be very empathetic towards um 
what your customers you know are are, are going through um, yeah. and I think that all of our guys are extremely good at that well mums have to be good at multitasking right yes <laughs> so I think so. Um, I think there's definitely some um, some wins there talk about you know a lot of people dream of the first studio some people say yep yeah, let's get that studio that they they get to one and they go okay how can I get to the next one but you made a decision to um, take this more than just you and so okay how do we make it bigger how do we get uh, franchisees how do we go down that path can you take me through you know what you have to do if someone's out there saying hey I I'm actually interested in that. You know, what you had, what you had to do, think about it. Where do you start for something like this? Yeah, so you mean if somebody has said, look, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe opening a hit factory studio? Yeah, or... well, two, two options, two options. First option is um, when, if someone's out there and they've got one location and, oh, okay. and they saying, hey, I want to expand um, to be the next whoever, what, what yep. was the first step that you need to do after you dreamed about it? How did you actually take that step? Did you have to go to a lawyer? Did you have to figure yes. out what to do? Trademarks? How did that early stage happen for you? <laughs> a massive, massive learning curve. So very similarly to PT in my pocket with people wanting to, um, I guess, be reached by with my workouts in all different places. People wanted to experience the hit factory in all different locations as well. So I, I ask out in the marketplace, yeah, where, where would you love to see a hit factory? And there'd be just hundreds of locations popping up and everything. Yeah. And at the time, I actually started it as a licensed product. Um, right, yep. Which was a bit of a, um, well, very much a, a learning curve, made lots of mistakes along the way, mm. realized we weren't really very well protected at the time. Um, yes. And we'd be much, much better suited to becoming a franchise Yes. So we started as a, as a license, I think 2017, but 2000 and end of 18, 19 was when we actually built the franchise model and transitioned to that, knowing that basically um, both the franchisee and the franchisor were 100% protected. It was absolutely a partnership. So it's something that works um, in tandem for, for both of us. Yep. Um, so in terms of the first step, it's legal. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of contracts that you need to do as a franchisor. Um, you'll spend a huge amount of money on documentation um, from disclosure docs to you know, your franchise agreement and, and, and various other things. So is engaging with a good franchise lawyer. So we went with a specialist that actually specializes within the fitness industry, um, predominantly um, has a few of the, the quite large gym groups um, in her stable. And I think that that helps as well. So I'd probably mm. suggest that it's not to say that you couldn't go with someone that specializes in franchises, but um, I think having that fitness and, and even the wellness space side is probably quite a good, a good help. And, and, you know, being the franchisor and also you're also only owning a location, you're, you're in the midst of it. You're running a business and you're being a franchisor to your franchisees. What requires, you know, what do you have to do to change the hat every time when, when you're dealing with running your own location and then you're also dealing with, yeah. you know, being a leader and showing, showing how to grow their locations. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely helps. Um, the fact that we, we run um, like, we're not as 
obviously not anywhere near as hands-on with our, our location as I was when that was in a sort of startup phase or before we franchised because we've got such a good team there. We've got an amazing group of um, seven coaches who run our, our sessions from there. Yep. Um, so it doesn't take up as much time as it, as it used to, but it's still very much a daily, hourly thing. Yep. And I think it helps because I know like that when we need to keep on progressing, I'm thinking, you know, the Yarraville location was the first location that I started and that's the one that we run. I know when we need it's time, we need something new. Mm. And I think the franchisees are always like, where the heck are you coming out with this? Like a new workout right. format yep. or a new, yep. new kind of idea for how we go to market with um, a six week challenge. And I think it's just being on, um, on the ground as such knowing what our customers want will help us deliver what our franchisees um, can then take to market as well. So it, it helps. We're quite a small team, you know, so there's only um, the six franchisees and myself and my partner, Gaz, who run the franchise franchisors. So we, we chat every day, you know, we're very much um, hands-on. We communicate through Slack and obviously good old phone calls yep. and, and catching up. But um, we're on Slack every day. We've got different ch a channel for every single part of our business. Yep. And there'll never be a time when a franchisee uh, is like, oh, you know, I'm waiting for a response for, for this. Mm -hmm. It's very much uh, communication. Communication is absolutely key. And sometimes I'm learning from them as well. I think that's yeah. important as a founder as well. I don't know at all. Um, in fact, one of our franchisees, Ida from Northcote, she actually brought zip leads to me, the idea about us implementing zip leads, who I know that you work closely with, um, Rich at Com. And I was like, oh, this is awesome, Ida. Thank you. I'll have a look at it. And then we'll make recommendations across the, the board. So I think that's important too. And that might be harder to find in a bigger franchise group where there's a hundred hundred or a couple of hundred locations yeah our guys have got such a voice you know if they've got ideas mm. we'll use them yeah it's it's um it's a breath of fresh air because when we work with any franchisee independent like a, a part of the a brand they it's a hard sort of balance because you know the franchise always top of the line brand equity and the franchisee needs to work on local area marketing and individual marketing but i find that yeah it is like one big family over there if, if i want to kind of put it in a broad sense is that mm -hmm. is that i guess where is that what you want it to be is that how it needs to feel because it's a different feel franchise i've never seen i've never seen this feel before yeah i, I think it is and it's like when we open a new location we like go into it with a build 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 it up and we always launch with a big launch workout party and they always feel the same in yep. like in the best way possible like mm. we all attend each other's launches we always have champers at the end at like midday whenever like the last class finishes we have a, maybe a few hundred people through the door for like free workouts we get all the franchisees the coaches yep. up on stage taking sessions and it just has that same feel across every single launch and location yep. Yep. so yes very much so and that again it's it's something that it means it can be a little bit harder to replicate um people is number like number one for us in terms of looking for franchisees and um, it's going to come down to that person that's going to be the day-to-day -day 
leader of that business. Um, and yes, very much family feel is the, the way to go for us. I love it. Um, talk about being a leader. I'd, I'd love to know your take on that. Um, obviously, over the last two years has been a, um, you've had, you know, people have had to lead. Uh, what does leadership mean for you? How do you become a good leader, um, you know, with all your franchisees? Yeah, well, the, the last two years has been pretty phenomenal in terms of um, the growth there, not just from my, my myself, but all of our franchisees. Um, you know, when we went into the, the beginning of the pandemic, it was a case of how the heck are we going to do this? Um, and there was times when I would say, look, I don't have all the answers, but this is what I think we should do right now. And we're going to mm -hmm. run with this. Um, there's nobody could have anticipated what was ahead. But um, for me, I just knew I had to protect the revenue streams of all of our locations. Yep. And the only way to do that was to deliver a product that um, was going to be still going to be a case of everyone paying their normal memberships and whatnot, um, but delivering an exceptional live stream product that was protected so that each location was looking after their, their own community. Mm. Like we, we could have ran the live stream from head office um, yep. but instead of that it was a case of and we actually we, we said that at the start said, look this is full on if you um have a think if whether you want us to run your live stream they can still book in via your systems your booking system and everything else or can we get you guys all geared up so that you all deliver to your communities and i've been such a big stickler for that along mm. the way like mm. it's really really important um, that you protect your own community. So and all of them came back and said, yep, yeah, let's do it. Teach me to be this live stream queen um, or king um, in terms of, of delivery. And I think empowering them all to do that was like the best um, decision that I ever made in, in business. Um, and as a result of that, you know, as much as we've had a really hard couple of years, as everyone has, everyone came out of it pretty strong you know yeah. we were actually only we were only down in, in revenue across the group by about 11 percent in the first year yeah. which is super phenomenal strong. you know yeah. yeah yeah so i think yeah being able to make decisions like that i think being a, a good leader as well being able to admit when you've maybe not made a good decision i'm the fastest person ever to put my hand up and say guys i'm sorry i've popped up here or made an error here or you know I think you, you need to be able to do that um, and also to be able to to listen and understand and like I said earlier on that we'll often like implement things that are brought to us by our franchisees yep um, it doesn't have to just come from us it's like oh, that's a good idea that's going to work for all of us so I think being able to to take that on board is really important as well yeah, great feedback there. Um, I do want to ask you about um, being a business owner and also being a mum. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of talk out there that we need more in the fitness industry. Uh, whenever there's an event, it's like, how many, you know, where's the female speakers? Is there more female speakers? And you're, you're a really empowering person going out there. What is the, what is the trick of, of being a mum and also, uh, growing a business, not just not maintaining a business, but actually growing a business, finding new locations and new franchisees. Uh, what's the two or three um, strategies that you use if there's any, if there's any mom, mom biz, fitness business owners listening to this? 
I think like for me it's the being a mum um, or becoming a mum like nine years ago now to my daughter was my biggest driver without question my whole right. reason behind um sort of building the business was if I was going to leave my my daughter um to, to um, be in daycare a couple of days a week I want to make sure that she knows that her mummy is off out to do something that she absolutely loves. And that was the number one thing that, that drove me to switching industries because I wasn't getting that from the industry that I was in, but I was absolutely loving it when I was out there delivering sessions, like, mm. you know, still absolutely love it. Um, so I think using it as a, as a driver, we want to live the best life that we can. We want to set a, a good, strong example to show that we can achieve absolutely anything, providing we're prepared for a bit of hard work. You know, we might <laughs> sacrifice sleep in many different ways, both being a mum and also working hard on the business and things keeping us awake at night. But I think that is, is a real driver. It certainly is for, for myself. Um, and as you get further into things, you also think a lot more about work-life balance. And I've mm. heard you speak about this a little bit, Rich, as well. I, did, I probably didn't have that five years ago. Um, probably didn't even have it three years ago, to be honest. Um, yep. But now I feel like the last couple of years is, is, is yeah, it's taught everybody a lot about, you know, balance and everything else. So I'll definitely say no to a lot more things. Um, I'll try not to let the small stuff like stress me out. Yep. Um, you know, and I think um, having our live stream product has been a really great thing for us as a business because it keeps me so connected but without having to be in our studio all the time as well and I think that's been great for our franchisees because um, we can tap in and, and lean on each other a little bit there and an example of that is at your um, calm immersive mm. three of our guys are heading sunshine coast and and we are covering a lot of their classes as live stream now I did mention earlier I'm a real stickler for ensuring that we don't do too much of that because yep. you need to protect your own community. So we don't cross share, like, unless we sort of need to, yes. but we're, we're, we're head office. So I, I know half the people in our morning to studio, heaps of our Essendon yep. crew, loads of our Northcote crew. So when we deliver to them and live stream, it's like, welcome this morning to Northcote, welcome to yep. Mornington and, you know, and so on. And, um, that's given our franchisees an extra level of work-life balance. They can actually go up and spend time working on, on their business um, and their business is still running super well whilst they're not there. So definitely that's been great as a mum as well, you know. Mm. And just so, lastly on that, oh, yep. I was going to say just right. like third, third, a third point I think is, is that like it's as much as we see it's um there's, there's that balance and there definitely is yep. there's also a lot of freedom um you know i'll pick my daughter up at school 320 every day myself or gaz all the rest of the team are exactly the same all the franchisees um you know we do we really do we can attend stuff um yes we might be working early in the morning starting our sessions or mm later at night finishing sessions but we can be present with our families so mm. that's the key i think to um longevity as so well. don't Not don't hold meetings you know, know know who you who's in your community don't hold meetings at you know 3 20 in the afternoon hey exactly exactly well um yeah as i said this is a, a really unique um franchise and i'm really excited to see the growth that um 
the growth that will definitely be be here as well um you know coming through and coming up where do you see the um the fitness industry as a whole um take us over the next couple of years um there's a saying that i've heard that when there's things are tight or there's a recession or something like that it's the you know if you've got a a fee of like a more of a mum audience, you could say they're the first ones yeah. to tighten the belt, to tighten the family budget a little bit. You know, what are your thoughts on growth over the next three years? What's the way that we can we can get the growth? Like, how can we generate more business for our, our studio or gym that we have? And how do we keep yeah. focused on the growth um, instead of worrying about the problems that are just always popping up here and there? Yeah, or that may pop yeah, up as we see a lot more coming now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I've been chatting a little bit with uh, this with our franchisees and with, with Gas business partner. And like there definitely is a little bit of um, a crunch on people's um, spent expenses. Um, and it's going to probably get a little bit harder in the next um, wee while. But I think, you know, if you sort of weigh it all up and there's something that's important that you continue with, it's definitely going to be your fitness, whether that's mm being in a 24-7 gym that's, you know, 10 bucks a week or like slightly higher, you know, boutique type fitness, that it's it's such an important thing mentally, um, you know, um, to, to stay on top of. And I, and I feel that the pandemic has definitely brought that to light a little bit more. Like yep. you need to be feeling good both physically um, and sound mentally as well. And that's what that's what fitness gives you. So I think that's something that we all need to like be promoting more of. And it's not about like that body transformation. It's about feeling good, that great energy that you mm. get from, mm. from training, doing a sesh, um, you know? So that will become even bigger, I think for all of us in the industry. Um, in terms of where else it goes, um, it's so hard to sort of say um, because things have fast-tracked so quickly over the last couple of years. You know, there's so many people training at home now. Um, there's so many tools and gadgets and cool things coming out that yep. who knows what's going to be what's going to be next. Um, I think we just got to always be trying to move forward fairly fast um, and not stagnating at all. Mm. Great advice there. And, and I love the... I, I love the directional thing. It's like, yes, health is here. And I think we have to be great ambassadors for health and fitness. And um, I think this is our, you know, I think this is a great time to actually market. Um, I was just did a, a little video this morning about this. I think it's one of the best times to market at the moment when people need to hear this message more and more and more instead of just assuming that, oh, people know, yes, you should get fit. But now is a great time to do it because now more than ever they need us. And uh, it's, it's an interesting fit and i think that you know with with brands that have energy like yourself like yours and every other location there um i don't think this is an issue because people are now moving towards uh leadership they're moving towards people they're going to show them the way and show them what to do with their fitness and health so it is an interesting time but i love um i love that positivity that you bring to it because that's exactly what it needs uh, to grow your business Well, last question I have for you. I, I really love your brand and I, I really want to support any way I can. If somebody's on the fence and say, hey, listen, I would like to get a location. This sounds really great for me. Where do they go? Where, where should they start? Uh, how can they get involved? Um, yeah, it comes straight to me, I guess. Um, 
yeah, I'm very like, you know, easy to, to, to reach as such. And I think initially it's usually just a phone call catch up is, is the best first step to take. Um, as I've sort of mentioned, we have only ever grown organically until now. Mm. We were about to start marketing heavy in 2019 yep. and towards the end of that year. And then we, we actually did. We start with slightly, you know, got into sort of a couple of marketing campaigns and then beginning of 2020, it all changed. And, and I made that decision then not to take on mm. any franchises, which who knows whether it was the right decision or not. But all I wanted to make sure is that our existing guys yeah. were very well looked after at the time um, rather than concentrating on opening up elsewhere but we're now ready we've just opened a location um, in Cheltenham yep uh, again that's a, a member that discovered us through live stream been training with us for two years fell in love with it and she's absolutely just a perfect fit we're so so lucky her name's Julie um, and that just came about from a conversation she she said I wish there was a hip factory in Cheltenham where I live and I said Julie you would be brilliant at running that. You've got all the skills, you're bubbly, you're so passionate about our sessions. So sometimes it's just that, that conversation. Um, but definitely reaching out to me, uh, you can find me at Colette with one L um, at thehitfactory.com.au. You can find me on socials fairly easily as well under the Hit Factory or the Hit Mum. And just, yeah, get in touch. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you've got good energy. If you're passionate and just love all things, like, I guess, empowering people, making them feel awesome, then get in touch for sure. And I can hopefully help you build a really successful business. I love it. I think the uh, revolution in fast fitness is definitely coming back. It was so good to have you here uh, on the podcast. And thank you for being a great listener to the podcast. I know you listen to a lot of these episodes as well. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, the future of the Hit Factory and... Um, yeah, big shout out to all your franchisees, um, especially uh, the amazing women that we work with inside our Ninja program as well. I think, um, you know, they're a testament to uh, the success of your brand. So thank you so much for being on, Donnie. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute honor. Thank you. Team, if you've enjoyed this episode, all you have to do is uh, subscribe to see some more or jump on our website, commarketing.com.au. If you want to grow your health and fitness studio and want to learn how to become a marketing ninja, uh, fill in the form and we'll be in touch soon. Uh, until next time, I uh, wish you all the best. Uh, go down and um, go back and listen to some episodes that really inspire you and make you think uh, to grow in your business in a different way. Bye for now.